This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart. You're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join Oanda Senior Market Analyst Kelvin Wong in Singapore. Good morning from London. Hi, good morning to you, Johnny. Good afternoon over here in Asia. Hope you had a good weekend. Let's start with the latest news coming out of China and some interesting inflation figures from that part of the world, indicating a, a certain lackluster element in the economy there. Yes, precisely. So in addition, the odds has risen for a deflationary spiral, which is a pretty much negative and problematic situation right now in Chinese economic growth. So uh, let's talk about the CPI number first, the consumer CPI. So inflation data for the month of June came in flat at 0% year-on-year. So that was actually below expectation of 0.2% year-on-year. If you look at the current figure of 0% year-on-year for June, this is the lowest reading since February 2021. And if you look at this trend of deceleration in inflationary growth has been pretty much persistent in the last three months. And on top of that, one thing that is much more pronounced in the state of a a potential deflationary spiral situation that is creeping back into China will be the producer price index. So if you look at the producer price index, that will be uh, what producers paid for their raw materials. So if you look at the factory gate prices, it's continue to contract much worse than expected. So for the month of June, they actually came in at negative 5.4% year on year, below expectation of negative 5%. So that brings us instead of nine straight months of producer price deflation. It's the steepest fall since December 2015. And how have markets reacted to this news? On Friday itself, the close of the Asia session, there was actually a very specific China-related news flow that is regarding the China big tech sector with the likes of like Alibaba, uh, Pi2 and Tencent. So what we could see over here is that there was actually a couple of media reports indicating that potentially there's high odds that the China regulator is likely to end their two and a half year of very strict, stringent clampdown on Chinese big tech company. So that actually led to a positive uh, performance on these on this China big tech ADRs that is uh, their stock listed on the UX exchanges. So for example, if you look at Alibaba actually rallied 8% on last Friday. So they actually actually outperformed the uh, US big tech as well. So with this uh, positive uh, news flow, uh, it actually managed to uh, creep into the first hour of the Asia session right before the infl- China inflation data that's being uh, uh, fleshed out. So, but however, after this uh, very uh, lackluster or pretty much indicating to us of a high chance of a deflationary spiral in China, uh, their intraday gains has been more or less been trimmed down by close to 50%. So you, you start to see the uh, China proxy like the HSI, it has a intraday gain of a high of 2.3%. Uh, in early today Asia session. But however, uh, right now the Hansen index is only uh, showing a gain of 0.6%. And if you look at the benchmark uh, CSI 300, they're actually up close to about 1% plus. And right now they are actually uh, close at this, uh, the CSI 300 is at 0.5%. So all in all, we start to see a bit of a lack of confidence uh, for China to actually uh, boost, to actually maintain their momentum on this uh, 
reaction to this uh, very specific uh, China news flow on the China big tech. So what we could see over here is that uh, the confidence is actually lacking for uh, bullish momentum to actually have a follow through due to the uh, high odds of a deflationary spiral that is creeping, creeping into China right now. We've had a visit to China from the U.S. Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, and it seems to have gone well. The quotes from officials is that uh, the talks were direct, they were productive, and it looks as though the uh, rather cold war that's been going on between U.S., the USA and China recently has warmed up a bit. Yes, if you look at on the surface, uh, things look uh, rather relatively optimistic, especially the uh, press, uh, we call it conference up from uh, US, Sec uh, US Treasury Sec Janet Yellen, right after her four days meeting. Uh, in, in summary, she actually did mention that uh, her dialogue, after a dialogue with hey, respect her respective China counterparts, it seems to me that China economic uh, relationship seems to be on a surer footing. But on the other hand, we're talking about geopolitical uh, uh, factor, uh, definitely in terms of the era, era of geopolitics, uh, actions actually speak louder than words. So if you look at uh, in the last uh, couple of weeks or so, the U.S. Uh, administration, which is the Biden administration, they're actually about to announce this uh, new, new executive order that is to actually ban invest out outbound investment uh, from U.S.-related entities. That means we're talking about from individuals and corporations in the area of uh, equities. That means we're talking about private equity uh, or public equity, and as well as uh, mergers and acquisition activities. So, so uh, in the in the aspect of this uh, very narrow specific sector in China, which is the high technology sector, that means covering AI and quantum computing, and as well as uh, the design of higher end semiconductor chips. Yeah, but bear in mind that even though this is a very small uh, industry niche industry in China, but in the eyes of, of in the minds of the China uh, top leadership, these are the sector or the niche sector that, that we call them the high technology sector that the Chinese leader wanted to actually have a foothold on or in order for them to have to, 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 to actually uh, lead China into the next uh, we call it a, a, a next plateau of a, a growth stage in the next five to ten years. So definitely there will be a still a potential uh, conflict of interest in terms of uh, national security concern that is have a bit of what I call crossover towards uh, economic uh, dialogue and economic relationship between these two uh, countries. Okay, let's look ahead to the week to come now, uh, Kelvin. And what are the highlights that stand out for you? Yep. So in this week, there are actually three highlights that will happen on this very same day, which is this Wednesday. So first off, we have the New Zealand Central Bank RBNZ interest rate decision. So if you look at the current concessions right now, uh, we are looking at a stamp at 5.5%. Rate so that will be lastly its uh, last rate hike, uh, given that the, its current uh, monetary policy guidance that uh, interest, uh, pardon me, uh, inflation uh, expectation, further inflation expectations seem to be contained right now in the land of New Zealand. So uh, from a technical analysis perspective, if we were to look at the New Zealand 
dollar versus the USD, it seems to be still trapped uh, within a pretty much a sideways range. And uh, one thing positive for the Kiwi point of view is that uh, in the last couple of days, the Kiwi versus the dollar managed to trade above the 50-day and the uh, 200 day moving average uh, on actually it's more coming on the uh, back foot of the recent broad based dollar winners that was seen post NFP uh, non fund payrolls data on Friday. So uh, I'm actually looking at the resistance level right now at uh, an intermediate key resistance level right now at 62 0.6280, uh, which is actually this descending trendline resistance that is in place since the of February high this year. And on the support level, uh, I'm looking at this uh, 60-50 level, uh, which was actually the last uh, medium-term swing low on 29th of June. Okay, so that's uh, the key levels to to watch out for. Uh, then going up, going forward next will be uh, an another central bank meeting, which is the Bank of Canada right now going up towards the other part of the he uh, hemisphere. So uh, for Bank of Canada uh, right here, uh, in the previous meeting, they actually surprised the market uh, to actually hide by 25 basis point after a pause of uh, five uh, straight meeting. So if you look at the current uh, consensus right now for uh, this uh, Bank of Canada, we are actually looking at close uh, expectation, about 60 to 70% expectation of at least another 25 basis point high uh, to bring the rate, uh, the, the official rate to 5%. So uh, that is a bit uh, still too close to call uh, because what uh, most of the economists and the market uh, analysts in the market actually are still looking at due to this uh, high level of borrowing costs, uh, no, high level of inflation, there's still persistent sticky inflation in, in, in Canada that is uh, keeping the hawks at bay. And also recently, their uh, job data has been pretty much robust as well. So one thing uh, that is pretty much concerned over here is their housing prices. So housing prices has declined significantly in the last uh, three to uh, four months. And in fact, last month, it actually started to show uh, almost flat year-on-year -year growth. All right, so that could actually potentially uh, be the last uh, height for this Wednesday from the Bank of Canada point of uh, Bank of Canada. So uh, that five percent uh, rate potentially could be the terminal rate. So from a market perspective, right, if we were to look at the dollar uh, Canada uh, from a technical standpoint, uh, what's interesting over here is that uh, last Friday or last week that rally on dollar Canada managed to actually uh, reacted off. Uh, that means it has a kind of a uh, bearish reaction of this 50-day uh, moving average that is acting as a resistance at 1.3380. So that will be my key resistance to watch uh, ahead of this uh, BOC meeting outcome, monetary policy outcome on Wednesday at 1.3380. So the intermediate support will be at uh, 1.3150, which was uh, last week's swing low at of 27th of June. Okay, then lastly, the other things that uh, we're actually watching on our radar will be definitely the all-important uh, US uh, inflationary uh, figure for the month of June. So uh, that's actually out on the same day as well on Wednesday. So we are paying very close attention to the core rate uh, core rate, uh, which is the excluding energy and uh, food. Uh, so market actually looking at a slight dip to actually 5% uh, year on year uh, from the previous month of 5.3%. Uh, 
All right. So right now, that's uh, if we start to see anything that is below five percent, let's say we're talking about four point five to four point seven percent, that could potentially kind of a re- reinforce a potential uh, short-term dollar weakness going forward. Okay, Kelvin, thank you very much for your thoughts. We shall speak to you very soon. Have a good week. Same to you, Johnny. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. 